Welcome to Collective Conversations. I'm Heather. And I'm Laurel. And we're here to talk about the modern hairstylist, share a journey of opening our very own salon, and share some laughs along the way. Get ready for the chaos, because it's what we bring. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, this is episode six of Collective Conversations. Well, we're racking them up. Hard to believe we're here. <laughs> um, today's episode, we are going to feature a very special guest. It is Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> um, Laurel is going to share a little bit with us about her career in the modeling industry, as well as like what goes on behind the scenes and like photo shoots and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, which does kind of translate a little bit to us doing hair because we have both kind of had the pleasure of working on some photo shoots. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, like, let's be real. When you're a hairstylist, you're not just a hairstylist. Mm -hmm. You're also a social media manager and a photographer and a whole bunch of different things. And I think through our experience of like working with photographers and and working like I'm sure for you in modeling and and me kind of like just helping out sometimes behind the scenes with hair and makeup we've learned a lot that we translate into like how we photograph our work behind the chair yeah I think that's like the perfect the perfect way to sum it up so Laurel I would love to get to know a little bit more about your career in the modeling industry, if you would like to share that with us. Yeah, it's an interesting story. Um, I got into the modeling industry when I was 17. Wow. That's so young. I'm 23 now. Yeah. But 17 is actually like old compared to most, like when most girls start. Okay. Um, And I, we've said this before, I'm also going to be very careful about like how I talk about this and Mm -hmm. and what I say, because I think that everyone has a different opinion on the industry. However, I definitely had a hard time with it growing up, like getting, getting into like my twenties and becoming more of a air quotation woman. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, Growing up in that type of environment. Yeah. So, I mean, like 17, I was a twig and it, it totally worked at that point. I had, no tattoos. My only piercing was like my one lobe piercing. I had mm. never dyed my hair like ever. Ever in your life. Ever in my life. I had never colored my hair. Not even, I'm not even like the like colored hairspray that I didn't even touch that. <laughs> you shit. hadn't been messed up by the hair no, industry like, yet. <laughs> no, literally. literally. So um, when, when you get into modeling, they have you sign a contract basically stating that like you are going to keep your look the way that it is and any modifications that you plan on making to your body you have to clear through them so this would mean like anything like um tattoos piercings hair mm-hmm. color yeah face, even facelift dep- like. yeah and even like depending on the haircut too like if i okay. went about a trim i didn't feel the need to like tell them about it because my hair was still like long whatever mm-hmm. but like if i cut my hair to like where it is now i would have had to clear that with them very interesting in order to do it and then are there certain like requirements that you had to have to become a model in the first place? I don't know that I want to say like requirements. I think that they were probably different in 2017 than they are now. Right. Um, but basically what I had to do at the time was take kind of like a set of headshots, which a friend at the time took for me um, of me in just like all black, like 
you, you see people have right. their like digitals like that's basically what I had to do and like send off my pictures to them and see if they were interested mm-hmm. so that was kind of like the road into getting there and then from there you have to do like a test shoot with with a photographer which you actually do pay for like I think people think that okay. it's like a the, the um yeah what is it? The modeling management does not cover that. That's, no, that's on the model. That's on yeah. the model. So you pay for like a test shoot and that then becomes your portfolio unless that you've done like other modeling stuff in the past. But like mm-hmm. I had never done anything like that. Right. Were you like excited? Yeah, it was really scary. Like I've always been a photogenic person and like comfortable getting my picture taken. But mm-hmm. in that first photo shoot of like having lights on you and having people doing your hair and makeup and like having a camera in your face and all of the attention and focus is like just on you. It's a lot the first time. I bet. And then you grow to like, I mean, I grew to really like it. Like yeah. it's, it's fun. So tell us some of the highlights of your modeling career then. I loved runway. Okay. Like any type of runway. I got to do some really, really cool shows. Um, I did lots of bridal work, Yeah, which was really fun. Um, I got to try and lots of gorgeous dresses and worked with some really really cool people and um I also did some stuff for the bay which was really fun I did two shows for them very cool um and I did some stuff for travel Alberta as well which was really cool also oh yes I think I remember you actually showing me your travel Alberta photos and I was like yo this is pretty cool I was always like in the commercial like range of things Mm -hmm. and I would say that like to say that you're a photogenic person, I feel like is a bit of an understatement. Like I think <laughs> the camera quite loves you and anyone who does listen to, or sorry, watch uh, product of the week would know that. Too. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what are like some of the things that you have learned in the modeling industry that like you felt have translated into the hair industry? Oh, that's actually a really good one. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned is, a, is confidence. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Because I think being behind the chair, if you are timid with your clients, they can feel it. They can sense that. And you have to go into those photo shoots and those runway shows with the confidence of like, okay, I'm going to do this. It's actually interesting you say that because that is one of the things that I observed as like your strength Mm -hmm. in um, your apprenticeship Mm -hmm. was like, you came in incredibly confident. It's not something that I see all the time in apprentices. Yeah. And it's scary. Like, you know this now that you know me more. I think I'm pretty good at like putting on the face of confidence and Mm -hmm. it's not always there. Yeah. But I think that that I did learn that from the modeling industry of like, I'm scared shitless because, like, I have the ankles of a baby giraffe and, like, I'm going to eat shit on this runway right now. Have you ever eaten shit no. on the runway? <laughs> no. no, I did trip a little bit one time during a bridal show. Those dresses are big. Yeah. Those dresses are big and heavy, and I, I did trip a little bit, and that was – nobody saw it. Nobody saw it, but I did trip. <laughs> okay, so, Laurel, I have this curiosity about how you take, like, you've learned from the modeling industry and bring it into the hair industry and maybe more specifically into like photography and like how you would take photos of your clients behind the chair because I feel like Mm -hmm. you've learned a lot from that for sure so like I think the biggest thing is like kind of gauging your clients level of comfortability behind a camera I I know you do the same thing Mm -hmm. I always ask if they're comfortable with their face in pictures um 
And I, I think that that's a big thing on how they, they come off in their pictures. One mm-hmm. of my favorite things also to do, and you see photographers do this all the time, is I will gas my clients up. Hell yeah. I Hell gas yeah. gas them up hard. You are beautiful. You are gorgeous. Yeah, your you hair look like looks amazing. Your oh, boyfriend's yeah. going to die when like, he sees this. If like, your boyfriend doesn't that. jump you, I'm going to kill him. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for yeah. Sure. Full on gas hype them up. girl, hype girl, yeah, number one hype girl, and I, I love doing that. And I've noticed, and this is unintentional, but what has happened for me in pictures of my clients is I start getting pictures of people when they're like giggling and smiling, or like I have like a couple of clients like sticking their tongue out at me, like yeah, I, and those are the pictures that I love to post because I feel like for me it's about them. Like, yes, it's Mm -hmm. about their hair, but it's about the client and like you being able to tell that they feel good and like they love what they've got going on. I feel like if they have that natural comfortability, Mm -hmm. then like it does translate better. And ultimately I do think the photos would perform better on a social network anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times like, and, and like, sometimes you just know, like people will come into the salon and it's their one and only day off. Maybe they're a nurse, they work night shifts, they're not wearing any makeup, yep. they're tired and they don't want to have their face in photos. And that is totally okay. It's totally okay. And you know what? I'm still going to get great pictures of your hair, even mm-hmm. if it's just ones from the back or the side and you like don't want to show your face, we're still mm-hmm. going to get good pictures, right? But we do love the ones where they get to show I their do. personality a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I really love those. It's just... I don't know. There's just something that translates about like how, how and why we do what we do yeah. and, and then having it reflect in, in the client's appearance and, and their um, expressions yeah. too. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So yeah, I think like comfortability and, and just gassing them up. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't make it like, don't make it uncomfortable for them. Cause it yeah. is like lots of people aren't used to having a camera stuck in their face. I'm right. used to it. Yes. And to me, I'm like, yeah, give it to me. Right. But lots of people hate it. Like hate it. But you've been in uncomfortable situations behind the camera. Oh, for sure. Tell us for about sure. one of your most uncomfortable situations. You know, one, I can think of one shoot in specific and I have never had my confidence shot so hard. This photographer was standing there while these girls were doing my hair and they like were pulling my hair up into a high ponytail. Yeah. And he looks at me and goes, mm, your hairline is a problem. And I was like, what? <laughs> your hairline is a problem. Can you imagine saying that to a client? <laughs> I would, like I would never. And like, you should have seen the look on this hairstylist's face mm-hmm. that was doing my hair. I was like, Oh, okay. And so they like had to change what they were originally going to do to my hair. I thought you were going to say the corn syrup. Oh, the corn syrup. No, that, honestly, that was fun. I mean, you I don't know if you guys saw the last product of the week that we did, but um, we talked a little bit about a photo shoot we did with Katie Hummel, who we adore her. Yeah, we're actually shooting with her later today. We are. We're doing some branding stuff for the new salon. But uh, we shoot with Katie a lot of the time, specifically for our own creative buzz. Yeah. Like, just for fun. And so... Katie had this idea of she really wanted to pour corn syrup on me she in, did. in a video. Like she wanted to take a slow motion well, video. Well, she wanted me to pour the corn syrup yeah. while she took the photo. Yeah. So, so I was the culprit, I think. So I wore this like bandeau top so it looks like I wasn't wearing anything. And I had to try and not react as this corn syrup just assaulted the top of my head. And... <laughs> Anyways, needless to say.
say there was some flaws in our design because the pictures kind of just looked like somebody peeing on my head. Yeah, I yeah. think that I think it would have read different if it was like a clear consistency, or if we like dumped it from a bucket so it was like more coming out at once rather. Oh, than, but like, you would have had such. A, <laughs> it would have been way worse for the cleanup. It was awful. So, anyways, needless to say. Um, I had to come back to Heather's apartment because I live out of the city and Heather's closer to where we were. Mm-hmm. And so I had to come back to Heather's apartment. She had to physically help me into the car, buckle me up like a child because I just had corn syrup freaking everywhere. Also, we had my dog in the car. So yes. like this dog could not come near you because mm-hmm. you would end up with like dog hair in the corn syrup and then, and then like, he would have ended up with corn syrup in, the the, in his Mm-hmm. which would have been a nightmare um so we had to come back to heather's place and she had to yeah like get me up to her apartment but at this point so my hair is soaking wet from this corn syrup and it's like sticky my mascara is running my lipstick we had this like dark brown lipstick it's like smudged i'm looking like a hot mess not only that the corn syrup the consistency had dried onto my black clothing and was white it looks sus. It just does not look right. Yeah, sus. And I'm like, you know what? It's like the middle of the afternoon on a Tuesday. Like, nobody's going to be in your apartment building. We get into the elevator and there's like three dudes in there. And I'm like, Hot oh, dudes. man. I'm like, this just looks bad for me. Like, this just looks really <laughs> bad of for me. worst moments. <laughs> but like, maybe fuck. not as bad as the uh, <laughs> your hairline hair problem. And I was like, is that like a new insecurity unlocked for me? Like, wh- what? You're going to have to get ha- hairline surgery. Yeah, like, I don't know what's wrong with my hairline. I've literally done hair on somebody who had hairline surgery because they didn't like their hairline. Yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with my hairline. So when he said that to me, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I think, Laurel, that you will always be somebody who does well in front of the camera. I think yeah. that's like not anything that's going away in your life. But one thing that I did want to ask you is like, you're no longer a model necessarily yeah. in the in the sense that you are in a contract. So yeah. do you want to tell us a little bit about like <clears throat> your decision to leave the modeling industry and where your future in modeling goes from here? Yeah. So I think I'll start off by saying like, when I first got into, into the industry, I know my dad it was very worried, but mm-hmm. so was my mom. My mom less so than my dad, but the conversation that I had with my mom of what this was going to look like for me was, okay, we're going to do this. We'll see where it takes you. And if nothing comes out of it, you have some really great pictures. For sure. And I think that that's kind of the attitude that I have towards it now is like, Mm -hmm. I got some really great pictures out of it, some really great experiences. I also will say too, I'm like going off track, but one thing that I feel like I really learned at a young age from modeling was professionalism. Yeah. Because you have to be professional in those. You have to show up not only on time, but early, I imagine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you have to show up with everything that they need you to have. It's a whole ordeal, right? Mm-hmm. But you're also, you have to keep in mind that you are working for a client. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. I feel like I learned professionalism at a very young age. And that's something that like, I will always be very grateful for. And will carry <clears throat> you ultimately forward in your career. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think for the future for me with modeling, I'm going to do it for fun because it is really a fun thing for me. And 
I, I like doing fun experimental things like Katie pouring corn syrup on my head or she's talking about draw, wanting to draw lightning bolts on my face. He was going to turn like, you into David Bowie. You know what? I'm like, like, yo, that's sick. That's sick. Right? It's fun. Like, yeah. It's fun. And I, I've always I've always liked being behind a camera. I laugh because it's like, Laurel has a pretty face. Let's mess it up. Literally. <laughs> literally. I'm like, you're torturing me at the moment. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I left my agency back in... I think it was like January or February of this year, like beginning of this year. Yep. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And uh, it, it was a good decision for me, I think. Yeah. I think it was a good decision because it is, it's a difficult industry to be in. Ultimately, I think too, with um, running a business mm-hmm. and, and I think you just chose one career over the other. Absolutely. It's kind of just a natural progression. Yeah, absolutely. And that was exactly what I said to my to my agency was like, I am so busy with my new career and I don't want to have to choose one or the other. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to have to choose, it's going to be hair because I'm getting a lot more out of that than I am out yeah. of this. And you're just at the beginning. Yeah, oh, for sure. For sure. But it was one of those things where I'm like, the reality of it is to a lot of these gigs that you're doing, you're not getting paid. Yeah. And I'm like, why would I choose to not get paid when I could be at work doing what I really enjoy that makes me feel good and get paid for it on top of that? I'm like, why would I? Absolutely. Right? Now, we've had, like, a few clients over, I don't know, the year or whatever Mm -hmm. who have had children, daughters who want to get into the modeling industry or um, whatever. What advice do you have for somebody who's young and, and starting out? I think, like try and take what they say with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. because I think in the beginning for me I took it very personally almost like oh they didn't want me for this specific job like they hate me I'm a bad person but that's really not it like you are Mm -hmm. basically a package that they're looking at and it has nothing to do with who you are as a person and I think that's what I took very hard. Like they could be looking for someone Asian with mm-hmm. um, a certain measurement. Yeah. And just because you are not that doesn't mean that you're not good enough. It just Absolutely. means that that's the that's role they're not, looking to yeah, fill. Yeah, that's not exactly what they're looking for for this advertisement or for this runway show or for this mm-hmm. photo shoot. Like it's that is, I think, my best advice that I can give is just don't take it to heart because it's hard not to. Yeah. It's very hard not to. Yeah. I imagine it is. I mean, I dabbled in acting very briefly when I was younger. I and know that. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> um, and I really think that like acting just did not have a future for me because of how difficult it was. If you it don't is. fit the exact look for the role, then, you know, you're not going to be chosen. And rejection I think it's a human thing like it sucks no one likes it I was just about to say that industry is filled with nothing but rejection yeah and like honestly a lot of the time even when you don't get rejected and you get picked for the the specific shoot doesn't even feel like it sometimes no because then you're working long hours or you're invested in something or they're hard on you and they're hard on you Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's difficult um how does one like grow a thicker skin Oh man, I don't know that there's like necessarily a specific way that you do that. I think you just get used to, oh my God, this sounds so bad. I think you literally just get used to the rejection. Yeah. I mean, even I think like if I relate this back to hair too, like learning an apprenticeship and like doing a a poor job on someone's haircut and Mm -hmm. then having them be upset, like the more that that 
particular experience happens to you, the less it hurts when you're like, oh shit, I screwed up someone's hair, you know? Yeah. Like it just, you just get to a point where you're like, okay, it has, again, like it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's the the best thing that I can tell people. Like there's no real way to like grow a thicker skin. I think it just kind of slowly starts to happen or maybe it doesn't, maybe for some people it doesn't. Yeah. But for me it did. Yeah. But I definitely think that it gave me a thicker skin than I would have had if I did not go into that industry. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So I think that like, as we're wrapping up this episode, I want to make it very clear that I have like nothing bad to say about the Mm -hmm. industry. It's just something that wasn't fitting with my life anymore or like filling my bucket, which I think Mm -hmm. has become like a really important thing for me is like making sure that I'm happy with like every aspect of my life. Um, But I have nothing bad to say about the industry. And I think that like, there's a lot of really cool opportunity that come, that comes with it. And I, I had some really cool experiences that I will like, look back and cherish. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like why we wanted to make this episode was like not necessarily to bash the industry, but no. to like bring up like the beautiful things that you've learned um, mm-hmm. and what make you unique as a hairdresser because you have this experience yeah. in your life. So yeah. I really appreciate that you wanted to share about it today. Of course. I think it's fun. Um, yeah. And on that note, we are going to go take some more pictures this yeah. afternoon. Are you guys excited to see them? Because yeah. I'm excited to see them. We'll be sharing we, them soon. We get to shoot for the first time ever with our girls, McKenna and Ella. Yeah, so we're taking uh, team photos for the whole staff today. So that's, that's so really great. And then we're going to have to get those girls on the podcast here soon. Too, yes, I think. yeah, I would love that. We'll have to think if you guys have any topics that you want us to talk about with our stylist McKenna or our apprentice Ella, let us know. And as always, join in on the conversation at collective underscore underscore conversations on Instagram. You can find me at Heather C. Official and you can find Laurel um, at locks.by.laurel. Yeah. (laughs) See you next time. Bye guys. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Join in the conversation on Instagram at collective underscore underscore conversations. Stay tuned for our next episode.